Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today I want to talk to you about the possibility that your four-legged family member may have been exposed to the toxic chemical glyphosate, how to determine if he has, and what to do about it, as well as how to reduce future exposure. This is an important heads up for all of you who use pesticide sprays in and around your home, take your pet to areas that may have been treated with herbicides and pesticides, and or if you feed your dog or cat pet food that contains grains. The International Agency for Research on Cancer, which is a part of the World Health Organization, has concluded that glyphosate is carcinogenic, meaning it, meaning it has the potential to cause cancer. A summary of this study was published in 2015 in which 17 experts from 11 different countries rated the pesticide glyphosate as probably carcinogenic to humans. Glyphosate is the most widely used weed killer in the world and usage has only increased with the rise of genetically modified crops. The greatest use of this toxin is in agriculture, but it absolutely is also used in forestry, urban and home applications and as well as glyphosate, obviously huge applications on farms, lawns, schoolyards, golf courses and other public spaces. Independent labs have revealed that there are alarming levels of glyphosate and its residues in many popular foods, as well as lots of beverages, drugs, and water sources, as well as being obviously present in the soil. There are indications that products containing glyphosate also contain other ingredients called adjuvants, which may actually enhance the toxicity of this product, so the problem can be even more serious. There's evidence of carcinogenicity in humans based on several years of studies in the agricultural exposure to glyphosate in the U.S., Canada, and Sweden. Studies also show that glyphosate causes DNA damage and chromosomal damage in human cells. There's also convincing evidence that glyphosate can cause cancer in animals. The most well-known product containing glyphosate is Roundup, which is made by the company Monsanto. A comprehensive list of products containing this herbicide can be found at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Household Products Database. You can also search Dr. Mercola's website on glyphosate for a wealth of information on the dangers of this particular herbicide. For those of you still feeding your dog or cat commercial pet food that contain grains, this can also be an issue. So a big heads up for you to think about glyphosates in your food because chances are the grains that you're feeding have, have been genetically modified. This means that the seeds have been chemically altered to produce plants that can withstand repeated spraying with Roundup weed killer, which contains, of course, glyphosate. Estimates are that well over half of all corn grown in the U.S. comes from genetically modified seed. There are numerous risks associated with eating genetically modified foods. The herbicide glyphosate is applied to millions of acres of genetically modified crops across the U.S. and other countries. This chemical toxin is absorbed by the crops, which is engineered to be herbicide resistant, while it decimates everything else around it. So it kills everything in the soil and much of the aquatic life in nearby bodies of water that of course, of course are attached to bigger bodies of water. In addition, one study showed that Roundup promoted the growth of fungi that produce the deadly aflatoxins. If you're a regular reader here on the Healthy Pets website, you'll know that, I've read, that I write a lot about aflatoxins and in fact mycotoxins in general because they so profoundly impact pet health. According to veterinarian Dr. Michael Fox, this herbicide can actually also cause kidney damage in animals, as well as it's a potent endocrine disruptor and can be linked to birth defect in frogs and other animals, of course, and it's lethal to all amphibians. Glyphosate has also been linked to miscarriages, 
premature births, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in humans. Now, the studies haven't been done in animals, but needless to say, this chemical affects mammals across the board, as well as birds and reptiles. Uh, the studies haven't been done, but I think that we can assume that it's toxic to most life. There are some common sense things that you can do to help reduce your pet's risk of glyphosate exposure. So obviously don't apply chemicals to your yard or your garden and switch to more natural or in my recommendation, all organic yard sprays. Be aware that uh, even though you may go green, your neighbor may be spraying chemicals that can potentially contaminate your property and pose a risk, risk to both you and your pet. Try to avoid allowing your pet access to any outdoor area unless you can confirm that no chemicals have been sprayed there. Uh, and if you do have to cross through areas that you know have been treated, make sure that you rinse your paws off as soon as you get home. Foot soaks are a great way to help instantly remove those chemicals that your pet have been exposed to. And if it's tall, brushy grass, make sure that you're rinsing from maybe the shoulders down. If your pet has been uh, walking through taller grassy areas where, or really, really high weeds, it's important that you rinse your whole pet's body off. But go home and do a foot soak, uh, uh, a wrist soak, or maybe a whole body rinse if your pet has been knee deep in areas where you know that there's been glyphosate exposure. If you live in a townhouse or another community environment that you know automatically puts chemicals down, I recommend that you reserve a little patch in your backyard that you can try and detoxify after application, which means set up a sprinkler and water those chemicals sprayed on the top of the grass down into the soil to help reduce contact to those, uh, to, to those pesticides. Keep your pet on a leash uh, next to you on the sidewalk until you reach your chemical-free destination is a great way to just prevent your pet from touching those chemicals. And I do recommend that you develop the habit of removing your shoes outside your home so that if you have been through chemically laden areas, you're leaving those chemicals outside your house. When it comes to your pet's diet, Dr. Fox uh, advises, and I certainly agree with him, that you look for USDA organic certification. He also advises, if you can prepare your pet's food at home, that and that's a great way to pick and choose the ingredients that you're using, that you avoid using cooking oils that contain corn or soy, soy products, even if they're organic. So organic vegetable oils, even if they're glyphosate free, they're not species appropriate, so just don't include them in your carnivore's diet. But corn and soy as a source of carbohydrates uh, are certainly totally unnecessary across the board, so we never recommend feeding those anyway. If you're feeding grains to your pet, I recommend that you consider transitioning your pet away from an all dry food or a high carbohydrate food to a high quality, either human grade canned food, dehydrated, raw or gently cooked food that you know is grain free or genetically modified ingredient free. I also recommend that you consider periodic detoxification for your pet. The level of environmental exposure to chemicals will dictate the appropriate frequency and type of detoxification that your pet needs. For example, if your pet has constant exposure to toxic chemicals all summer, supplying a daily detox protocol is a very wise idea. But if your pet only has a source of chemical exposure, let's say once a month when you give that heartworm pill, then you can consider uh, uh, providing an oral detox the week after. Likewise, if you're using a topical pesticide for fleas and ticks, you would want to provide detoxification for the week after you use those topical pesticides. My advice would be also to, to the best of your ability, switch to an all-natural, uh, chemical-free flea and tick protocol. There are many detoxifying herbs and supplements to choose from on the market. And there are lots of articles that I've written on my site that specifically cover how to detox and why to detox in greater detail. So you can go there and read more if you're interested. But in general, remember, a detox protocol should not cause any visible changes in your pet. So no vomiting, no diarrhea, no change in behavior. 
If you're interested in testing your pet for glyphosate exposure, Dr. Mercola has partnered with a lab that has developed a glyphosate environmental exposure test kit as a part of a worldwide study on environmental exposure to glyphosates. This kit measures glyphosate residues in any mammalian urine sample, so human, dog, cat, or even horse. It includes a container for you to provide a urine sample, a link uh, to a survey that you can fill out, and then a return, a, a prepaid return envelope where you would put your pet sample in. And then in a few weeks, you'll receive an email that explains your pet's test results, as well as giving you some tips and tricks on how to reduce glyphosate exposure.